This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Peterson's parting climate shot. Support grows for stimulus deal. Biofuels could benefit from new fuel regs. House Ag leadership finalized. It's official. Georgia Democrat David Scott will chair the House Agriculture Committee next year. The full House conference voted to approve Scott as recommended by the House Democratic Steering Committee. Scott said, I will use this critical opportunity to represent the values of our entire caucus and advance our priorities for trade, disaster aid, climate change, sustainable agriculture, SNAP, crop insurance, small family farms, specialty crops, and rural broadband. House Republicans approve Glenn G.T. Thompson as the committee's ranking member. Now take note. House Ag member Sean Patrick Maloney of New York won the race to chair the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, succeeding another Ag member, Illinois Representative Sherry Bustos. Maloney will be responsible for trying to protect the Democrats' thin majority in the 2022 election. Peterson warns against pie and the sky. Outgoing House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson is getting his two cents in about climate policy as he heads out the door. Why are we going to create some pie-in-the-sky deal somebody dreamed up in some university? You're not going to sell that to farmers, he told reporters. Peterson didn't specify what plan he was referring to, but the leader of President-elect Joe Biden's transition team, Robert Boddy is pushing the idea of using USDA to buy and sell ag carbon offsets. Bonnie has been associated with Duke University since serving as an undersecretary of the USDA during the Obama administration. Peterson questioned whether USDA had the legal authority to operate a carbon bank and said carbon markets would be tough sell with farmers. He is proposing instead to mandate that USDA enroll 50 million acres of land in the Conservation Reserve Program, an idea that would be costly and sure to face stiff opposition from the grain users. By the way, Peterson insists he hasn't decided what he's going to do next and isn't sure that he wants to become a lobbyist. For the time being, I'm going to step back, take a couple of breaths, and figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up, he said. I take note, it became clear by the day that Biden is going to make climate change a top priority of his administration. Uh, yesterday, he announced uh, Obama administration veteran Brian Deese will be the director of his National Economic Council. Deese, who helped negotiate the Paris Climate Agreement and worked on bailing out the auto industry, was described by the Biden transition team as a veteran economic and climate expert. New hope for stimulus deal. The chances for a big new coronavirus relief package appear to have improved somewhat. Support is growing for a $908 billion package put together by a bipartisan group of senators that includes $20 billion in agriculture spending and $10 billion for broadband. President Donald Trump indicated he was ready to sign a deal. I want it to happen, and I believe we are getting very close to a deal. Senator Lindsey Graham, a South Carolina Republican, said yesterday afternoon he has never been more hopeful that we'll get a deal. 
Graham supports that $908 billion proposal, and Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer of New York suggested that the plan is getting support. The Gang of Eight is expanding its reach, he told the reporter. But it's still not clear that a deal is close on major disagreements, including business liability protections and state and local aid. Well, what about the big two? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky spoke yesterday. McConnell told the reporter later, I think we're both interested in getting an outcome, both on the omnibus spending bill and on a coronavirus package. How biofuels could benefit from climate push. Veteran energy industry lobbyist Scott Siegel doesn't think that Biden's effort to promote electric vehicles is a near-term threat to liquid fuels. Biden has called for the building of 500,000 charging stations. If I were a producer of liquid motor fuels, which it could be a petroleum refiner, it could be a biofuel manufacturer or something like it, I don't believe the internal combustion engine is going to leave us anytime soon. Siegel, who heads the Policy Resolution Group, said on a webinar yesterday, by the way, Siegel said Biden may be trying to improve automobile efficiency with high-compression engines to reduce emissions. Those engines need higher octane fuels, and that could be good for refiners as well as biofuel producers, he said. One way to increase octane is to increase the ethanol content. But there are other ways refiners could increase octane absent of new environmental restrictions, a biofuel industry source says. U.S. corn exports hit a weekly high for the year. The U.S. exported 1.07 million metric tons of corn during the seven-day period of November 20 to 26, a marketing year high for 2021. That according to the latest USDA trade data. China and Mexico were the two largest buyers, but Japan, Guatemala, and Honduras were also destinations. The U.S. shipped 475,800 tons of corn to China and 312,000 tons to Mexico during the week. In addition to the shipments, Mexico and Chinese customers were also big purchasers for the week. USDA reported export sales of 656,900 tons to Mexican buyers and 154,800 tons to Chinese buyers. Soybean exports were also strong for the week, and China was the main destination. The U.S. shipped about 2.5 million tons of soybeans in the November 20-26 to 26 period, and China was the destination for roughly 2 million tons. Canada speeds trade aid to dairy farmers. The Canadian government originally planned to take eight years to disperse $1.35 billion in direct payments to dairy farmers for losses they're expected to take because of provisions in two of the country's recent trade packs. But now that time frame is being cut to just four years, according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The two PACs are the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership and the Canadian-European Union Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement. The government already paid out $265 million in the 2019 fiscal year. The remainder is now scheduled to be paid out by the end of fiscal year 22. 
Separately, Canada will be paying $532 million to poultry and egg producers to make up for market losses as a result of the CPTPP. Here's today's He Said It. The point is to make a point. That House Act Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota would ask why he was introducing his CRP bill, which has no chance of passing as he leaves Congress. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, December 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.